to We Know Fantasy Podcast. This is your host for tonight, Nick, also known as the Fantasy Mechanic. Uh, we have a very special show for tonight. It's our inaugural We Know Fantasy DFS special. I'm joined tonight by our CEO and the boss himself, Nate. Nate, say hello to the people. Hey there, excited to be here. This is the first of our DFS series that will be coming out every Saturday night uh, for the rest of the season. So it's great to kick this off and, uh, yeah, let's talk some DFS, guys. And I'm also joined by newcomer Justin for the second time. Justin, say hello to the people. What's going on, fellas? Looking forward to it. I'm glad you guys are, are willing to let a rookie step in tonight. Definitely. We're glad to have you. So as everybody knows, you can find us all at We Know Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the internet at WeKnowFantasy.com. So without further ado, a little quick thing. DFS has exploded recently, fellas. We all know that. Um, so I think it's kind of important for us to start dabbling in the DFS uh, window. Uh, so for tonight's show, we're going to each give you two locks, two long shots, and a defense, because we all know the defenses are important. So without further ado, Nate, go ahead and give us your first lock for DFS this weekend. All right. So let's get this, let's get this thing underway. So this is a little non-traditional here. I'm going to go with a tight end position, a place you normally don't spend a lot of your money. But George Kittle this week opens up against the Carolina, or not the Carolina, the Arizona Cardinals, and they were the worst team by far against the tight end last year. Not much was done to improve that defense. Um, their offense, you know, will be clicking, but their defense, trying to stop George Kittle, is going to be nearly impossible. Uh, Jimmy G will be out with, will be with, without Debo Samuel, his top receiver from a year ago. So they have rookie Brandon Ayuk, who is still dealing with an injury. And uh, we'll probably get limited stat snaps. So they have depleted receiving core. So George Kittle is going to carry a brunt of the work here. And the 49ers recently have struggled against the Cardinals. So they really have to rely on their top player, their top playmaker. And that is George Kittle. So I think George Kittle has a monster game to open up the season here. Also forgot to mention DraftKings is 7,200 and FanDuel is 8,000. So like I said, this is a little more expensive that you want to spend on a tight end. But it's going to be worth it because he's going to put up wide receiver one numbers. Yeah, yeah Nate, you know. Um, sorry, I'm sorry, Justin. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know, I I can't, you know, as much as I would like to to debate you a little bit on this, I think this is a slam dunk. I think you say you stated it very well at the at the end there. This is a wide receiver that you're paying at the tight end position this week. Not only was Arizona one of the worst teams against the tight end last year, they were also the second worst pass defense in the league in 2019. George Kittle is is right there. I mean, you got to pay up for him this week because he's going to get it done. Man, Justin, I should have jumped in on it because you said exactly what I was going to say. You're paying – you've got a wide receiver that's playing a tight end position. And, it, Nate, as you said, a depleted wide receiver staff. Uh, Kendrick Bourne and Trent Tower I don't think are going to be able to get it done. So, lean heavy on George Kittle and your DFS lineups, folks. Justin, give us your first lock of the week. So I'm going to go to Austin Eckler in the, San, in the Los Angeles – excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers this week. Um, I think Eckler is going to be just kind of a lock for you. He's coming off at 7,000 in DraftKings, 7,700 in FanDuel. If Mike Williams does not play, he was limited all week in practice with a shoulder injury. You're looking at probably the wide receiver two in the Chargers offense. Jalen Guyton had a good camp. He's not going to be a guy that Tyrod Taylor is probably going to target a whole lot. So Austin Eckler is going to have a lot of opportunity 
to really go at this this Cincinnati Bengals offense. I mean, defense who really is going to struggle. I think all day. Um, another thing that you can take into account here is the running back position is Geno Atkins has been ruled out for tomorrow. So I look for Anthony Lynn to really establish that run, that that's run heavy script and just kind of pound it down their throats. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Look at you two guys going with your, your, your teams that you root for uh, first off the bat for your loss. Uh, I definitely agree. I really like Eckler a lot this week and a lot of lineups as well. Uh, and you can't say it enough with Mike Williams possibly being out. They're playing the Bengals. I'm curious to see how much uh, run attempts he gets. We already know he's going to catch some balls out of the backfield. Nate, what's your thoughts? Yeah, if you know me, you know I'm not the biggest Austin Eckler guy, but we have Tyrod Taylor making his first start in quite some time, have to impress. You know, the Bengals' defense isn't what you would call a premium defense, but they're not bad either. They did some stuff to improve it. Um, but look for Tyrod Taylor check down a few times this, uh, this game. So in PPR formats, which DraftKings and FanDuel operate under echoes going to boost through that. Yeah, definitely. All right. So for me, my first lock of the week, um, it's going to be another run. Well, it's going to be a running back here. Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, the uh, L Las Vegas Raiders. We're, we're going to have to get used to these, uh, destination changes. Going to get the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Uh, Josh Jacobs on DraftKings is 6,800, and on FanDuel he's 8,200. So the, you know the, the, the scale of the, the two sites themselves throws it off a little bit. But I love Jacobs. Um, they sent Lynn Bowden packing. Jalen Richard is just a, a third down back. Uh, I, I I think Rudin wants to lean on this kid a lot. I think this you know Josh Jacobs is going to start to see an uptick in catches. Um, they're, they're traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast, so they're going to want to run the ball. I just think Josh Jacobs can finish in a top 10 this week in running back position. Nate, what do you think? Yeah, what I uh, you know, regret here is you did, uh, you did your picks before I did mine, or Josh Jacobs would be a, a staple in mine too. Let's look at the 6,800 in DraftKings is a steal for a you know workhorse back going up against one of the worst defenses in the entire league. Uh, there's not much to say about this. This is pretty much as you know, straightforward as it gets. Uh, I think if you have a DFS lineup this week, it has to include Josh Jacobs. Yeah, you know, I, I, the same as same as Nate kind of just stated, if I had done my picks a little bit earlier, I'd have jumped Nick on this and grabbed Josh Jacobs. I mean, this is uh, this is about as like wide open as you can get. You got the Carolina Panthers who had a defensive line that basically recycled. They lost on Terry Poe. They lost, you know, they lost everybody. They lost Luke Keekley. This is a new coaching staff. You have no idea what the defense is going to do. It was already a bottom, just a bottom tier defense last year as well. The talks coming out of campus that Josh Jacobs is going to be a 60 reception type running back this year. We'll see if that happens. I mean, this is just go get them and just fire them up. Yeah, definitely. Something I wanted to throw in there. I actually have in a lineup or two the combination of Eckler and Jacobs, which between the two of them with their prices. Uh, on DraftKings, 7,000 and 6,800. That's only 13-8 uh, between your two running backs. So that's just something to consider as far as making a lineup this week. But, uh, Nate, go ahead and give us your second lock of the week. Here's another great-valued uh, running back, a guy I'm super high on this season. But for week one, we have Joe Mixon taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, 6,700 on draft. Kings, a steal there as well, and FanDuel 7,300, great value there as well. Uh, Joe Mixon, 
Uh, we have to believe will be a workhorse back this year. You have a rookie, uh, a rookie quarterback, which is never an easy transition here into the NFL. So you have uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Exotic, if you will, leading the football team there. So I, I believe that team's going to rely on the running game, especially going up against a Chargers secondary that's you know frightening, very good, one of the best in the entire league. Uh, do you really want to you know throw Joe to the Wolves, really test him there against you know one of the best there is, or do you you know trinkle into passes and rely on Joe Mixon to pound the ball, which I think they do here in Week One against the Chargers. Yeah, you know, um, Nick Nick kind of threw me out there already being a Chargers fan. So obviously I'm sitting here thinking uh, I hope Joe Mixon doesn't go too Hollywood on us. But, I mean, I think it's a slam dunk pick once again. You know, they just paid this guy $12 million a year over the next four years. He, he got his contract. I think he's going to be out there wanting to prove that he was worth that money. Signed on the dotted line. Mixon's a steal right here. Um, you're paying up for him, but, it, you know, it's not – the Chargers have a pretty solid linebacking core, but they, you know, they're kind of anchoring with a rookie there with uh, Murray in the middle. We'll see how they do. I think he's going to do very well on the ground as well as in the past. So, yeah, yeah, PPR. Let's go get it. Yeah, definitely. Sorry for throwing you under the bus there, Justin. Um, <laughs> I, I can't agree more, and this is kind of feathering your cap here. Uh, the reason I like mixing a lot this week, not only for DFS, but also regular play, is they are, like we mentioned, they're going against the Chargers. We all know the Chargers secondary. Casey Hayward, Chris Harris, and um, uh, Desmond King. So they're going to pretty much look to shut down A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. So I think mixing feast underneath and possibly running the ball. Um, but great pick there, Nate. Justin, go ahead and give us your second lock of the week. So I can tell you what, a lot of my strategy in DFS is to really follow Vegas and really follow those unders. Uh, who I'm going with, my second pick would be DJ Chark on the wide receiver position. He's come out of 600 for DraftKings, 6,600 for FanDuel. This is going to be a, this is a game script pick right here. I think the Colts are really should run away with this game. I shouldn't say they're going to run away with this game. Um, I think that uh, Minshew Magic is going to have to throw the ball up and down the field. Chark is going to be able to get loose. He's going up probably against Xavier Rhodes. You know, Xavier Rhodes was pretty good in the beginning of his career, but in the last few years, he's probably been the equal. He probably equals dark toast. Last year, he gave up 84% catch rate, uh, catch percentage. You know, throw DJ Chark in there. 6,300 gives you a lot of play for a lot of other positions. It's just, it's a steal. Yeah, definitely. And there's an interesting nugget you said in there. You said about game script. And I think that's something to really take in mind when you're doing DFS for your wide receivers is look at who they're playing. Uh, if they're playing a good team and you're thinking they're going to get, you know, beat up on, uh, that re- usually a good ride. There's a good wide receiver to take on that team because uh, they're going to get that garbage time, so to speak. But I love the chalk pick. Um, I think it's a great pick. And as you said, you know, going against the Colts in a, in a catch-up situation, he could feast. Nate, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. You guys have covered all the bases here. It's, you know, come from behind, best receiver on a team, uh, playing from behind most of the game usually uh, equates to some good fancy value. Okay, for me, my second lock of the week, a uh, little bit on the pricey side, but Chris Godwin against uh, going against the New Orleans Saints. He's 7,100 on DraftKings and 7,700 on FanDuel. Um I just like this pick because of the possibility of – well, Evans is questionable uh, or doubtful. I'm not sure what it, what the status is now. Yeah, I think he's up to questionable now. Okay. Um, 
he could play. He very well can't. But even with Evans in the lineup, I still think Godwin emerges as Tom Brady's number one target. Um, you know, I see him being that Edelman in that offense. And I just love Chris Godwin against the Saints. These teams last year with Jameis Winston at quarterback, Godwin and Evans both had their way with the Saints secondary. So, as I said, you're going to pay a little bit for them. But I like Godwin this week against the Saints. Yeah, this is a, you know, a, as slam dunk as it comes, we know what Chris Godwin can do alone. Last year with Jameis Winston, I guess Tom Brady, and Tom Brady absolutely loves the slot guy. And then you're not going to have, you know, if Mike Evans does play, you know, Lattimore will be on Evans most likely, leaving Chris Chris Godwin there underneath uh, with an easier matchup where, you know, Tom Brady should pick and choose and tear that defense apart. Yeah, you know, the one thing I'll say if I'm playing devil's advocate uh, and the only thing that gives me a little bit concerned with Godwin is the fact that Evans may not play in that Sunday matchup. The only reason I say that is because if he does, do they move Godwin outside a little more than he's used to? And then does he see a lion's share of Marcus Lattimore kind of coming down and really guarding him? Lattimore is a solid cornerback. He does a really good job. Um, I do think the Saints may jump out to a lead here, so it may be a little more pass-heavy and and will kind of get you some points there with Godwin. But the one thing I would say is if Lattimore shadows him, it, it, it may kind of hinder a little bit of his production. Hey, Justin, don't ever be afraid with the devil's advocate stuff. We like a little bit of debate on the, on our shows here. So that wraps up our locks of the week. We're going to give you some long shots now. These long shots are guys that are a little on the low side as far as price but have an opportunity to just ball out for you and put some ma- major numbers up in your DFS lineup, and it allows you to put the, the locks in your lineup while you can consider some of these long shots. So without further ado, Nate, give us your first long shot of week one. Yeah, so these long shots are things you 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 need to hit on, like Nick just said. You get the value picks here, but these are the guys you really need to have productive days if you are going to win some money in the DFS side of football. So here we go. My first pick is Brian Edwards, the rookie for the Las Vegas Raiders against the Carolina Panthers. Like Josh Jacobs, we're going against the Panthers here. Very poor defense. DraftKings forty two hundred, Vanduul forty five hundred. Pretty cheap across both boards. Tyrell Williams out for the season, so Brian Edwards sees the start. Um, big body guy, 6'3", 212, uh, reception machine. I know we have Hunter Renfro, and then we have uh, uh, Henry Ruggs on the other side. You know, Ruggs is more of a boom and bust type of guy. He's going to have two touchdowns or zero touchdowns in the game. I think Edwards can become a reliable target for Derek Carr. Like I said, big body guy. Darren Waller there in the middle. Like, focus on him, but then Brian Edwards is out there on the outside. Gets a lot of receptions, and I'm really excited for this guy, and I'm playing him in several formats this week. Yeah, you know what? I really like Brian Edwards, and I, and I like your pick here. I don't know that I really love the pick for DFS this week, only because he came out on the injury report with a little bit of a knee problem. It could be something that they're just listing there, just as, you know, it's it's the first injury report of, of the year. They're going to put the guys on there. He comes off. He'll be healthy to start the, start on Sunday. Um, that's my only concern with that. I think, you know, you, you, you touched on it, and we've touched on it already with the, the Panthers' defense. Um, I think Edwards kind of grades off the off the map a little bit with his athleticism. I think he has a, a chance to really be the Tyrell Williams and really probably a little bit better than the Tyrell Williams of last year for this Las Vegas Raiders team. Um, again, just looking at that knee and, and maybe a little bit more wait and see from my end, but I don't I don't hate the pick here. 
Yeah, uh, Justin, I got to stop letting you go before me because you keep taking all my nuggets and my information. I'm going to uh, dissolve here. But, Nate, you got uh, <laughs> Las Vegas, right? Congratulations. You're the first one to mess up a team's location. <laughs> Uh, you guys pretty much wrapped it up. I was going to bring up exactly what Justin did and just said about the injury. Um, I do like Brian Edwards long-term and especially in Dynasty, but like Justin said, DFS this week, I'm a little standoffish. But, hey, I always respect the pick. Justin, give us your first long shot. So so mine is really not a long shot anymore because of the news that it came out today. But, you know, Boston Scott was one that I was picking all week. You, you had somebody I thought Miles Sanders was going to play. Now we're seeing that he's not even traveling, so he's obviously out for Sunday. This is going to be a game where I think Philly is – is ex- they're expected to win, obviously, and I really think they will win, so they're going to lean heavy on the run, especially with the fact that you've got Jeffrey who's out, you've got Rieger who's coming off of a labrum who's – projected to play right now but going to be in a harness so he's going to his catch radius will be down a little bit so you've got Deshaun Jackson and you've got Boston Scott and then obviously the two uh the two-headed monster at tight end I think Boston Scott is a steal here 4,800 still right now with DraftKings 4,700 for FanDuel that may bump up a little bit tomorrow so get in while you can this is a Washington defense who was 31st last year in in, in yards allowed and 26 in yards per attempt Philly's just going to run the ball and just try to take care of this game. Yeah, now you guys are dipping into my team, the Eagles. Thank you. Um, you said it right there. It was a long shot till the news. Uh, but I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here as well. This is one of those scenarios where now with the news of Miles Sanders not playing, everybody's going to put Boston Scott in their lineup. So it's really important for everybody to focus on their locks. Get, the, get different guys that people aren't going to be using – because I can almost guarantee that Boston Scott's going to be in 70 to 80% of lineups this week. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Every time someone, you know, like a Sanders is out, their backup usually is uh, owned in a lot of leagues because of, you know, that news and the, and the value that brings you. But I'm going to throw something else out here. How about, you know, if you don't play a Boston Scott, how about a Corey Clement? $4,000 on uh, DraftKings. I'm not sure what he was on FanDuel, but just looked up this DraftKings there. So 4000 cheap. You know, he's been in this offense a while. Now he's going to play that Boston Scott role. And this could be more of a hot hand situation. Whoever's the best on the day could, you know, lead the team in touches with Sanders being out. I don't think it's a clear shot that Boston Scott could be that guy. So, uh, you know, I like the Boston Scott pick, but also think that Corey Clement could have some flex value in regular leagues and some great DFS value for uh, this week as well. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Either way, I hope Corey Clement or Boston Scott has a great game and my birds win. So my first long shot, for me, it's a real long shot. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. for the Minnesota Vikings going against Green Bay. Uh, For, like, DraftKings, he's 3,100. Fans, always 4,800. He's really low on the tight end rankings. Um, I I might be mistaken, but I think Kyle Rudolph is even a little more pricier than Irv Smith Jr. Um, I just love this kid. He's athletic. Uh, We haven't got to see what he's been able to do. You got the loss of Stephon Diggs. Justin Jefferson hasn't really emerged or beat out uh, Odebisi, if I'm saying that correct, Johnson for the number two spot. So they're still kind of lacking that slot receiver. I could just see Irv Smith being that guy who just in opening week has his breakout game and becomes one of Kirk Cousins' favorite targets. And like I said, you're getting them on the dirt cheap at 3100 and at 4800 yeah, Irv Smith was a guy we talked about on the Wa- we, uh, Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast uh, with Zach on Monday. 
you know, he is arguably probably the best, the second best pass catcher on that team. You know, Kyle Rudolph is there, which is a little detrimental to his value in his game because we have two uh, quality tight ends and they extended, uh, you know, they extended Kyle, I mean, Rudolph there. Um, but yeah, Irv Smith, you know, this exciting guy out of Alabama two years ago or a year ago, whatever you want to say about that. Um, a touchdown threat anytime he touches the ball, red zone guy. Uh, you know, this could be a high scoring game with the Packers Vikings. I don't see North matchup. So if it is a high scoring game, several touchdowns being tossed, and Irv Smith could find himself in the receiving end of one or two. Yeah, you know, I won't go into too much here because you guys kind of hit it all. I, you know, I think Irv, I like Irv Smith very much. His talent is off the charts. Um, athletic ability, you, you stated it, Nick. The one thing I will say is is kind of these dart throws I'll, I'll do in DFS. I'm really looking for a touchdown. And the one thing that just kind of gives me the concern is the Vikings seem to lean a little more to the Kyle Rudolph side when they're inside the 20. Other than that, I think I think at the price there, Irv Smith can, can make some hay. Yeah, definitely. I respect that. Nate, go ahead and give us your second long shot, my friend. All right. This is a little more expensive than what you would assume of a long shot, but I'm going to go Marlon Mack against the Jaguars here. 5,300 in DraftKings and 6,100 in FanDuel. The reason I list him as a long shot is because Jonathan Taylor there, and everyone just assumes Jonathan Taylor is the guy who for it. Rightfully so, you know, very talented college football player, um, drafted high in the draft. But Marlon Mack is no one to bat an eye at. He's a very, very good NFL running back as well. Great pass catching back, which we saw that Jonathan Taylor – needs to improve on it during his time at college. Uh, so I think, you know, as the season goes on, Jonathan Taylor will get more touches. This is week one, no training camp. Um, Marlon Mack, you know, familiar with that offense. I know it's a little bit different with Phillip Rivers there, and we know Phillip Rivers loves to check down to his running backs as well, uh, a.k.a. Austin Eckler last year. Uh, Mack's a better pass-catching back. We're playing the Jaguars, who they could have a lead on and want to um, want to run away with it with the ball in their hands. So I'm looking for Marlon Mack to have a great game here at a discount value. Yeah, you know what, Nate? I, I really agree with this pick right here. And and really the reason I agree with this is because I really think that Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack can both eat in this matchup. This is a defense from the Jaguar standpoint. They lost Calais Campbell, who was their big-time defensive run stopper there. They also had Marcel Darius last year, who obviously went out after about six or seven games. Um, they were giving up over five yards of carry. I think, they're, I think you're looking at probably a game script that's going to give you 30, 35 running back carries a game. I'm being a little on the heavy side here because I really think that the Colts are going to run away with it. But I think Matt gets in the end zone for sure. Yeah, not much for me to add to that, fellas. You both hit it on the head. Uh, coming into week one, I, I figured it was going to be a 60-40 split in Marlon Mack's favor, to be honest with you. Uh, I agree with what Nate said. Jonathan Towers struggling to catch the ball out of the backfield. Marlon Mack's a little better at that. I do think game script, if they get up a little bit, is when you'll, you know, you'll really see how Jonathan Tower is going to get used in this offense in the future. If they're up two touchdowns or, or double-digit points, are they feeding him the ball, or is Marlon Mack in there, or are they alternating series or something like that? But, yeah, I definitely like it, Nate. It's actually it's out of the box, and I, I appreciate out-of-the-box type stuff. Justin, go ahead and throw us your second long shot. So I'm going to cheat a little bit on my colleagues here, and I'm going to give a caveat to my first long shot, and that's Scotty Miller. 
And Scotty Miller's kind of going to come with the, and the caveat here is that is if Mike Evans does not play, I'm thinking Scotty Miller's a very good long shot. This is a guy that Tom Brady has raved about in camp. He's had a very good camp. I think that there's going to be some pass opportunities in this game. You've got a 48 over under right now from Vegas standpoint. So you expect some points to be scored. If Evans plays, that may put a hindrance on what he does in this production. The other person I would state here is just a long shot is Chris Thompson. We already talked about that Jacks, Jacksonville and the Colts game. The Colts, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars having to go a little more pass heavy. I expect Chris Thompson to really get, get you know, get a bunch of receptions here and, and really be able to do something for you from the cheap side of DFS. Yeah, definitely. Scotty Miller, as you mentioned, on DraftKings, 4,000. 4,000 is like almost the lowest. You get anybody under 4,000, they're pretty much not even playing in a game. But 4,000 is a great value, especially if Mike Evans don't play. And um, 4,500 on FanDuel. So, like you said, Tom Brady's raved about him. Mike Evans might not play. This could be the wide receiver, and he could totally blow up my lock, Chris Godwin, of the week. So, Nate, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's simple. If Mike Evans doesn't play, if you know, if you're doing your DFS lineup tomorrow morning and we get the news that Mike Evans is out, go ahead and put Scotty Miller in there. But if Mike Evans is in, I don't th- see much value for him here. But you know, at the price of four thousand, Mike Evans is out. Uh, this is one of those picks you're going to want to jump on, so you can uh, plug in some top tier players elsewhere. And yeah, just to, just to kind of jump in and, and let you know on that on the Chris Thompson thing, if if you know if Mike Evans isn't playing and you want somebody else in that flex position, Chris Thompson is coming off at that same price from DraftKings at four thousand and then forty eight hundred at FanDuel. So I apologize for not plugging that in, but wanted to get it in there. No, no problem, man. Definitely, it's good, it's good information. So I'm going to insert my foot in my own mouth because I just said about four thousand is the bottom of the barrel. However, my second long shot, Paris Campbell of the Indianapolis Colts going against Jacksonville is 3,900. So he's 3,900 on DraftKings, 5,100 on FanDuel. I'm going to say this right now. This is the Indianapolis Colts wide receiver one by the end of the season. He's playing the slot. As long as he stays healthy, everybody knows Phillip Rivers. I'm sure you know firsthand, Justin. Phillip Rivers loves the slot guy and loves these guys that cut across the field on drag routes and everything like that. Paris Campbell, 3,900, get him in your lineup. I'm guaranteeing you two touchdowns this week. That's a, that's pretty, that's a pretty bold statement there, but you know, if you're going to guarantee me two touchdowns at 3,900 in DraftKings, I am down for it. I'm a, I'm a big Paris Campbell fan. He's the wide receiver too, as we assume there in Indianapolis, but very well, you know, with the, with the career that T Y Hilton has had there with his injury history, Paris Campbell could overtake him rather easily. Um, but yeah, this is another great pick. Phillip Rivers, uh, going to throw the ball a lot. Maybe not this game, but early on at least. And Paris Campbell could be receiving end of that. Yeah, you know, you guys, I'm I'm right there with you. If you if you follow us here, uh, we know fantasy. You'll you know that I put out an article earlier and earlier last week about the zero running back strategy and the fact that you could get Hilton um, at a steal in the fifth and sixth round from ADPs. I think with Hilton's injury percentage, the fact that Paris Campbell can play that slot with Phillip Rivers, you know, he you see you've seen what he what he's done with Keenan Allen. I think this is a guy that as long as he's healthy and he can get in in those spots, Phillip Rivers is going to feed him. Yep, definitely. That's what I'm I'm telling you guys. 
he, he's going to finish as their number one. I, I don't wish injury on anybody, but I don't see Hilton finishing the season healthy, unfortunately. So that wraps it up for our long shot segment of the week. So now we're going to jump into defenses, fellas. Everybody knows the defense is important in D- DFS. They, there's an extreme drop as far as the price, and it can really affect the rest of your lineup if you go ahead and take one of those higher-end defenses at a higher price. So I usually tend to look for a middle-of-the-road defense on a good matchup, and here's a caveat that I like to do with my defense. They have to be a home team. So, Nate, without further ado, go ahead and give us your defense. All right, well, I'm going with a home team here, but I'm also going with the cheapest possible defense on DraftKings at least. That's Washington versus uh, the Washington football team, I guess, against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're at home, $2,000 in DraftKings and $3,400 in FanDuel. What I'm going on here, uh, Nick alluded to this a little bit, I'm looking for, you know, boomer bust out of my defense because if your defense at $2,000 can blow up, you're in line for a great week. Washington quietly has one of the best front sevens in all of football. Front four, their defensive line is is up there. You know, you can't compete with what they have there. Chase Young is going to be in the backfield constantly. Jason Peters is, you know, get up there in age and can't block the way he used to. So look for Chase Young to be in the backfield often. And, you know, this Eagles offense is depleted with weapons. Miles Sanders, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jalen Rieger may not even play. Or if he does, he'll be limited a rookie with a pretty substantial injury this offseason. So not much happening there. Uh, I expect, you know, a turnover or two from the Washington the Washington defense. And I think they have a great game uh, against the Eagles to open their season up. Yeah, you know what, Nate? You kind of hit hit the nail on the head right there with the Washington front seven. At the beginning of the year, I wasn't sure with this first week whether Jonathan Allen would be healthy. It looks like he's going to be healthy, so that just puts another piece right there in the middle in the teeth of that defense. Obviously, we know the injury, uh, the injuries that Philadelphia is dealing with right now. Uh, you know, at $2,000, you really can't go wrong to just have a dart throw with the Washington defense. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to comment, Nate, because you're going to get your putting them against my Eagles. So I'll <laughs> keep it that. Do I will say, as an Eagles fan in Week One, I am looking forward to seeing Chase Young on the field. Justin, go ahead and give us your defense. So I'm once again going with a home team here, and that's the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is a Matt Patricia-led defense. We know what he did in, in New England. Obviously, he's had a little bit of a slow start as a head coach, but this defense is coming off quietly as a retooled defense. They got the best cornerback in the draft with Jeff Okuda. They got Desmond Trufant in free agency. They also picked up Jamie Collins. Um, You know, you've got Mitch Trubisky coming back, trying to make, you know, make everyone believe that he's going to be that quarterback for Chicago and keep Nick Voles at bay. I I, I think you can't really go wrong here. This is going to be a low scoring game. Um, Somebody that can just keep your points there for defense. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said Mitchell Trubisky was the opposing quarterback. I don't think there's much more to say in that regards. Um, but, yeah, Patricia being a, a defensive coach, I think being them being a home team, Chicago hasn't shown anything offensively outside of Allen Robinson. So I'm definitely on board with the Detroit pick for week one. Yeah, in my weekly, the week one, uh, Stream Bowl Defense of the Week, the Lions were actually my top pick. I love this retooled defense that, uh, you know, um, uh, Justin there talked about the pieces. They also added uh, some great pieces. I think Sheldon Richardson and, and Nick Williams uh, off the top of my head to their defensive 
line. I could have messed up both those names, honestly. But they improved every aspect of their defense. Um, it's a great defense. Matt Patricia leading them. I think they're quietly one of the better defenses in the league with what they were able to do. So, you know, week one against Mr. Trubisky, I think some points get uh, put up on the defensive front there. Definitely. Now, and one uh, one other nugget I'd say, guys, if I can jump in real quick, is we don't know exactly how healthy Montgomery really is going to be. He's the main back that's really going to run. This could potentially lead them into a pass-heavy script for Chicago, and I don't think that works out well for Trubisky. So I just wanted to put that nugget in there. No, definitely not. We appreciate the nugget. So now, as the host, I'm the only one that can do this. So I said about a home team, yet I'm picking – an away team, but the only reason I'm doing that is I'm taking the L.A. Chargers going against a rookie quarterback. That would be the only reason I do it. I do think Joe Burrow can play in this league. I don't think he has a great week one against a Chargers defense. I don't see it happening. The Chargers are 2,800 on DraftKings, 4,200 on FanDuel. This is your team, Justin. You know better than anybody about how their defense is. Uh, more so than any, the reason I went against the, um, my nugget of always taking a home team is only because it's the rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow. Outside of that, I always take a home defense, but I talked about earlier with their corners, Casey Hayward, Chris Harris, Desmond King. Yeah, Dur- Derwin James is out, but their defensive line plays great with uh, Joey Bosa, who just got extended. Um, he's a former teammate of uh, Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow transferred from Ohio State to LSU. I just don't see Burrow being able to get anything started against this defense. I can honestly see Burrow throwing about three interceptions, possibly one pick six. Yeah, anytime you're rolling out a week one rookie quarterback, I can see the problem there, especially a defense as talented as the Chargers. All right, Justin, this is your home team. Give it to us. Let us know what your thoughts are. You know what? I have to say I appreciate you letting us close out here with this defense because, you know, I have very high expectations for this defense as a Chargers fan. You know, you you picked up Chris Harris from a secondary that was in the top ten in pass defense last year. The linebacking core has just gotten a year older. They've also added some depth to those positions. They picked up Limbaugh Joseph, who's going to be a space eater in the middle. They've been talking about this guy as a Coke machine for the defensive tackle. You know, we just uh, renegotiated Melvin Ingram's contract to where he's getting paid. I really think they're out to really get some blood to start the year. And a lot of people are sleeping on the Chargers, so I think they've got a chip on the shoulder. So I think this is a perfect pick for the week one. Yeah, that's why I left it on you. I figured the experienced homework could give us the insight on all the defensive guys and let us know the reasons we should take the Chargers this week. So that about wraps it up for our first ever DFS special show. Um, again, we are the We Know Fantasy crew. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. Also, check out our site where you'll find great articles from contributors such as ourselves, Nick, Justin, and Nate. Guys, let the people know where you're where where they can find you at. Nate, start us off. All right. Well, you already did it for me. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. And I'm Justin. You can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets25. And again, I was your host for tonight, Nick, the fantasy mechanic. You can find me on Instagram at fantasy underscore mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB Mechanic. We hope you enjoyed our first ever DFS show. Have a great one. Go check out the podcast. Thank you.